Good evening and welcome to a Saturday evening, January the 22nd edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, and our regular Saturday evening guest, Mr. Lucas Doremus. And um, we have been for the past three or four weeks, been uh, in Proverbs with Lucas and uh, boy, I tell you what, I, he's he's shed some wonderful insights on on the book. Um, things that I mean, I've studied this before. I've studied the entire book, read Proverbs many many times, and I've gotten a lot out of it. But every time I listen uh, to what Lucas has got to say about it, uh, I learn even more. So I'm I'm thankful for you, brother, and and I know our listeners are too. Absolutely. So tonight we're going to be in Proverbs three, four, and five. Uh, and oh boy, oh okay, yes. Oh, this is going to be some good stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just kind of looking at at uh, content right now. Okay, bro. Yeah, there's a lot listen, here. there's going to be some good info in here. I, I can see it already. So, hey, if you're out there listening, thanks for joining us, and uh, get your note taking materials ready. Because Lucas has got the floor. And Curtis, it's kind of funny. funny. Almost every week you've been mentioning how, you know, you've read Proverbs many times and you learn more stuff. And this week I'm studying it to prepare for it and I'm seeing things I never saw. So and I've I've studied (laughs) it a lot myself. Isn't yeah. it amazing? I'm, Every time you open the word, it has something new for you. And I, I think God intended it that way. I really yeah. do. Yeah. And, and, and the amazing thing about Proverbs is, you know, it, it's so black and white and so easy to understand, but sometimes just the weight of things hits you a little in a different way. Sometimes, yes. You know, yes. so, so turn to Proverbs chapter three. Um, that's where we'll be today. And uh, this chapter, um, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll call this chapter what not to do. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, okay. pri- it's primarily the different sections in this chapter primarily say, you know, do not do this. Yep. And then they'll give you an alternative. So not every single verse, but, you know, primarily that seems to be the thrust. So yeah, you're right. In, in my Bible, I've got written in my margin that this is the naughty chapter. There, <laughs> there you go. Not, 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 not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not the N A U G H T Y chapter, the or the or the or the K N O T T Y, but uh, but yeah. So this is it's primarily saying what not to do. So yeah. I've often uh, I don't know if I learn better by looking at what to do or looking at what not to do, uh, but the Bible definitely gives us both. And so this is a great chapter. Uh, we'll get to verses five and six, very famous verses. Um, yeah. Very, and, and it's amazing, actually, the, the verses that precede it and are succeeded by it are actually just as forceful. Um, but that, th- those are really, really good, too. So anyway, it starts off, verse one in chapter three of Proverbs. It says, my son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands for length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Uh, so this section, it's just don't forget the law, uh, but instead keep the commands. So don't forget, but keep them. And it's got this length of days and long life. You know, we've made reference before that, uh, you know, sin will kill you prematurely. And mm-hmm. so if, if you are, and I'm talking about physical death. And so if you are wise, uh, you'll live longer. Now, also it says peace. Now, peace is, is a recurring theme throughout the book of Proverbs. And uh, when you are wise, you will have peace. Now, that doesn't mean nothing ever bad is going to happen to you. Um, right. It's it's that God keeps you from <laughs> the, the bad things that you would do if you weren't wise. That is true. But when trouble does come, and it will, and we'll get to a verse where it talks about that, you'll have peace through it because of your trusting in God and his wisdom. Yeah. Verse number three and four. Here we go. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Okay, so mercy and truth. Don't forsake them. Don't leave them behind. Uh, But instead, bind them or write them on the tablet of your heart. Now, that's figurative. 
Um, you don't need to literally write a Bible verse on your skin or anything like that uh, because, because well, you're go ahead. <laughs> well, it's funny that you should say that. Remember I told you last week that I've got a little anecdotal thing about the next verse you're going to read. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'd like to share that whenever you're done reading it, if, if I can. Yeah, we'll get there. And, okay. and so, uh, and so I know some people like to write verses on their skin and, and if you want to do that, you know, I'm not going to tell you it's a sin. I'm just telling you, you don't need to do that because he's telling them to write it on the tablet of your heart. And that's where you're supposed to keep it. Right. Right. Now, also, it says here favor and high esteem. Now, that word favor also means grace. Yeah. Because grace really is just favor. Now, the reason most people would define grace as unmerited favor, or unearned, is because whenever you're talking about favor in relation to God, mm-hmm. there's nothing that we can do to earn favor. Right. And so grace is always unearned when we're talking about God. But the word really is just favor um, or grace. And then the high esteem in the sight of God and man. So, you know, oftentimes we kind of have this view um, that we kind of have to grovel to God and, you know, oh, I'm a terrible person and all that. And, and, and sometimes we are yeah. terrible people. That's true. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, you know, there, there are things where God is very pleased with us when we do things his way. And uh, he's like a father that's proud. Yeah. And this is kind of one of those ver- verses where when you act wise, God's proud of you. He's, you've got favor and high esteem. Yeah. Um, and notice it also says, man, um, now, I, generally, I think the easiest example of this one is when you're in a job and you do your job really well, that sure puts some favor and high esteem to your boss. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, generally speaking, um, and that's good. So that this verse is pretty plainly saying that. So, right. All right. Verse five and six. Very famous verses here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So there's the do not part. Don't lean on your own understanding. Right. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Now, Curtis, why don't you go ahead and tell your story? Well, it's, it's going to be a brief one. I used to, uh, several years ago, uh, be a, um, a counselor technician at uh, a, a very upscale uh, drug and alcohol addiction rehabilitation program in north central texas and uh, i used to counsel people all the way from oh uh, as early as 17 years of age into their 60s and 70s okay people that had some severe addiction problems mm-hmm. and uh, we had a young lady come to us uh, and her parents were deeply concerned and uh, i spoke with them when they when they brought her in and and uh, they kind of filled me in as to what the issues were. And uh, they actually made me promise to give her some individual attention every day if I could. And I promised them I would. Long story short, uh, this was uh, a young lady, uh, just turned 18. And uh, she was having some very, very difficult issues with alcohol and drug abuse. And uh, she was resistant at first. And we talked every day. Uh, she asked me one day during a break, during one of the classes, she goes, is there just, there's so many things to remember here. Is there one rule that I can live by that'll help me? <laughs> and I said, well, um, actually there is. And I said, here's what it is. And I, I wrote down the, the reference, the address. And I said, and I wrote down the verse and I said, read that. Think about that tonight and then tell me what you think it says tomorrow morning and we'll go from there. Well, she did. And it, it from that moment on, uh, she was a totally different kind of a person. Oh, wow. And you could see her, her uh, motivation level go way, 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 way up. It was just exponential. It was out of this world. And, uh, she she got out of that program she turned her life around uh she got back into school at texas a&m i believe yeah it's texas a&m and uh she sent me a text a a picture text one day uh, with a thank you note attached uh 
for for all the things that we that we talked about and mm -hmm. for me directing her to this which helped her turn her life around as she tattooed yes mm -hmm. she tattooed the scripture address proverbs 3 5 because it meant that much to her she wanted a daily reminder that that's what she should follow it's the one rule that's helped her in everything else so yeah really yes. important yeah you were talking about um the gravity of certain things how they hit you this is one that hit her that way yeah uh, I thank the Lord for that. Mm -hmm. That's an amazing story, and and this verse really has that impact. Um, the the only thing I'll I'll, I'll just add this because you know Curtis, I had something prepared to say about this, and so I got to say it okay. right. <laughs> do it, man. <laughs> Absolutely no, the, do it. No, the the only thing, and when it says lean not on your own understanding, um, how easy it is to justify ourselves and what we do. Um, it can even be very easy to say, well, of course, God would want me to do this, but maybe God, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't want you to do this. Or, <clears throat> you know, if I'm a part of an organization, you know, I've heard this said, well, of course, God wants us to grow. And sometimes I think, well, maybe he doesn't. <laughs> and so yeah. when, th when this has the lean out on your own understanding, you know, it's serious about that. You know, don't oh, lean yeah. on your understanding. You trust in God and and God Amen. will direct those paths. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, the word direct there, uh, what it literally means is to make straight. And I kind of like that idea. You know, he will make straight your paths. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot and we're going to get to some of these verses today. There's a lot about staying on a straight path and not turning to the right or left or things like that. And so this idea of straightness versus crooked, uh, that's a very common theme at, throughout Proverbs. You have beautiful verses here. Um, and really, it's, I, I like the next two uh, about as much. Uh, mm -hmm. Verse 7 and 8, do not be wise in your own eyes. Yeah. Fear the Lord and depart from either, either evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. So this really has a lot of the same meaning. Uh, lean not on your own understanding do not be wise in your own eyes so don't look around you and think you know everything about everything that's happening yeah. um, fear the lord and depart from evil um, and it will be health to your flesh so just the idea of not doing wrong things is healthy yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're in America and, you know, there's a lot of talk about health and diets and things like that. Well, you know, the best thing you can do for your health is depart from evil. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good reminder. All right. Verse nine, uh, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Uh, the, the, this verse is pretty obvious here, but do you. Uh, use your money in a way that is honoring to God. I sure hope you do. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know. I would never set an amount. Um, you know, a lot of people go with the tithe, which is 10%. Um, and you know what, if that's fine, if that's what you think you should give, uh, we're not under the law and the tithe is a part of 10%. Right. And so if you prayed to God and God said 10%, hey, God bless you, give 10%. Um, but, you know, the, the point of this is to honor the Lord with your possessions. So right. the yes. question, are you doing that? And by the way, when you do that, you'll be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow. Yeah. What a crazy concept that the more you give to God, the more you will have. Yeah, that's what it says. Mm-hmm. There, there was a little radio ad uh, many, many years ago from when I was a kid, and I just remember hearing it, and it was just, it was this little skit, and it had, you know, one person as a voice of God talking to this guy, and God kept asking for things like, give me your job, and give me your money, give me your car, give me your family, and he went through all these things, and this guy was really reluctant, reluctant about it. Well, God, okay, okay, God, if you really want that, I don't know, okay, God. And then at the end, the person playing the God voice says, hey, I have a family and a car and a job. Would you take care of all those for me? 
And it just, it's just, uh. this, you know, it's this picture that you more you give to God, the more he gives back to you. Yeah. And that's always just that, it, you know, that little, con, you know, skit has kind of always sat with me. So I think of that when I read this verse. All right. Verse 11. Uh, these verses are in Hebrews. Um, I love these verses. And, and, you know, we talked, we said at the beginning, this is like the do not chapter or what, what did you say? The naughty, the naughty, the naughty chapter. chapter naughty. Yeah. Um, this, this verse is sort of different and I like, you know, whenever I notice things that are different, they always stick out to me. It says verse 11, my son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction for whom the Lord loves. He corrects just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Now notice what it didn't say. It didn't say, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, but love it. Notice it didn't (laughs) tell us to do that. No, it, it basically said to deal with it and to understand why it's happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because when the writer of Hebrews quotes this, he talks about how it's not enjoyable to go through the chastening of the Lord. No, that's right. No, but, but it's good to be uh, aware that there's a purpose to it. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that can help you deal with the correction. Don't, don't get tired of it. Don't get angry about it. Understand there's a purpose to it. Yep. And, and a lot of the times, if you're getting corrected, it's your fault. Yes. Uh, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've had oh, to, yeah. I've talked about this with my kids, you know, we'll eventually get to a verse in Proverbs that says it's a little bit more plainly, but, you know, I'll say things like, I love you, son. And so I have to discipline you because yeah. Proverbs says, if I withhold discipline that I hate you and I don't hate you, I love you. And that sort of has an bearing on this verse. Just as a father, the son in whom he delights. I delight in my son, therefore I need to correct him. So don't ever think correction is opposite of loving. In fact, correction is love. That's it. It is. Um, and, and when and now make sure you correct the, the right way. And we will actually, we will get to all the verses in Proverbs that deal with rearing a child. Because you can correct in the wrong way, but when mm-hmm. you correct in the right way, it's the most loving thing you can do. That's in it. fact, Proverbs even says it's going to deliver your son from hell. Yeah. So there's some motivation for you as a parent. All right. Uh, verse 13. Now this starts with a, th- this goes into uh, a little section on wisdom here, which, you know, Pro- Solomon does a couple times. Verse 13, it says, happy is the man who finds wisdom. And the man who gains understanding for her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies. Uh, I think I brought this up before. Do we really value wisdom more than money? Mm. Um, You know, and I'm going to make this point because, you know, we're on a podcast, right? And there's a thousand million bajillion podcasts out there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, some of them are bad. Some of them are good. Some of them are about God. Some are not about God. And I've noticed that, you know, when I when people talk about podcasts they listen to, I rarely hear them talk about podcasts that teach on biblical things. Right. It is very often either some kind of work subject or Mm -hmm. some kind of entertainment subject. Yep. And. I always, with, with these verses, I always think, am I really spending my time on wisdom, which is more valuable than my career? Right. Um, you know, do we really value wisdom that high? All right. This is the second half of uh, verse 15. It says, and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. That means everything. Notice it didn't say, and most things you desire cannot compare with her. All the things. Yeah. This is actually repeated. Uh, turn to, what is it, 8.11? Mm-hmm. Verse 8, or chapter 8, verse 11, it says, For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. It says it right. twice in the book of Proverbs. Right. Um, now, that should tell us something about how valuable wisdom is. Yes, Um, That even when, you know, when we go to the New Testament and we read, the New Testament is built on the old. So wisdom is still the most valuable thing you can get. 
Um, and now I like to go into this. This is this uh, this gives a little preview of what we're eventually going to do. But go to Proverbs sixteen sixteen. It's going to say this again. It says, "How much better to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver." Mm. There it is again, relating wisdom mm-hmm. that it's better than money. Mm-hmm. Go to uh, verse fifteen, chapter <laughs> verse. Sorry. Chapter 15, verse 16, it says, mm-hmm. better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. Yeah. Well, what is wisdom? Well, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's right. And how much better is that than great tre- treasure with trouble? Yeah. Now, turn to chapter 31. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I love um, it. So chapter 31, you know, this will be the last thing we go over. But since we're this subject... We're not going to spend too too much longer because this is the last verse. Now, you know, there are other places you could go, but it says in chapter 31, verse 10, it says, who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies. Mm-hmm. Notice it doesn't say a wife is better than all the things you may desire, right? but it's still better with than money. Yeah. So, you know, when I talk to people that, you know, we're on a podcast this week, but if you're in a room right now, so it's like the ceiling is wisdom. Your wife is like in the middle of the room and then everything else is the floor. And that picture helps me understand how important wisdom is and then how valuable my wife is yeah. compared to everything else. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so it's just this picture. And I love that. So wisdom is yeah. better than anything you could desire. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, you married pretty well, young man. Oh, I I married very well. Your wife is, and if my wife listens to this, don't think I'm insulting her. Your wife is a distant second to wisdom, but everything else is like way, way, way distance from that. (laughs) So, okay, but back to Proverbs chapter three. So we'll keep going. Uh it says, length of days is in her right hand. There's that idea that you'll live longer again. Uh, in her left hand, riches and honor. There's that idea of favor and high esteem again that we read a little earlier. Verse 17, her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. Mm-hmm. Did you know that every time you act with wisdom, you're going to be peaceful? Yeah. Now, and we've talked about this before, peaceful doesn't mean you're not fighting. For something correct that's correct but it's peace because of who you're trusting in right trust in the lord with all your heart uh all right verse 18 she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her and happy are all who retain her now that word happy there that's again the word straight so if you are on a straight path you will have a straight path when you retain wisdom and a tree of life well the tree of life, you could maybe, maybe that's a type here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tree of life in the garden and the tree of life, yeah. that'll be an eternity. Maybe it is. Um, maybe that's, that's what Solomon's way of getting across the idea of how valuable wisdom is. Right. Yeah. That it's the thing that keeps you alive. Um, and, and in a way it is because he's talking about, you know, when you sin, you might die soon. All right. Go on to verse 19. It says, the Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up and clouds dropped do, drop down the dew. Now, this verse, when I, th- this is what kind of hit me this week. Um, why is this verse here? <laughs> you know, we're in this, we're in this chapter that's a lot of do nots. And then he talks about the value of wisdom. And then he's talking about the Lord by wisdom founded the earth. Now, yeah. what that means is, wisdom is the attribute of god that created everything yeah so you know god created everything through the son by the holy spirit um you know man if i understood that i'd explain it but i don't because <laughs> he's one and he's three and man you know but yeah. but but his attribute of wisdom created everything that's right so why is this here well i think the point solomon's trying to make is he just got done telling you how important wisdom is Right. And then he's talking about it was wisdom that created everything. God is the source of it all. Yep. Yes. And so I think what he's saying is basically if wisdom 
is that that attribute is what created everything. Don't you want that? Yeah. Um, we shouldn't are. You want, shouldn't you want to be closer to God because of that? Mm-hmm. We yeah. live in the 21st century, and I've mentioned this before, and Pastor Dick, I talk to you this about this all the time. God references creation all the time in the Bible. Yep. yep. And, and Curtis, he uses creation so frequently as proof of his existence every or, day or proof of why we should worship him or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> every day. And, it, and if wisdom is the attribute that did all that, don't yeah. you want that same wisdom? Yeah, yeah. man. That's right. <laughs> and that just, that just hit me like, yes, the complexity that our universe is, I want that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I will never be God. Nope. I will never have all of God wisdom, but man, I want as much as he's going to give me. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. So that's what wisdom is. Moving on, verse 21. My son, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and destruction. So sometimes to kind of keep the format, maybe we'll kind of read that verse opposite. My son, keep sound wisdom and destruction. Destruction. Whew. Okay. Discretion. Discretion. Let them not depart from your eyes. Verse 22. So they will be life from your soul and grace to your neck. There's that life and grace again. Yeah. Verse 23. Then you will walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Um, I love that idea because when I sleep, I don't want to be afraid. Right. Now, if you've been alive over the last about two years, there have been some scary things happening. Boy, and, oh boy. and I am not a prophet, but I'm telling you, it's not over yet. No, it's not. But I can tell you because of who I trust in, I am not afraid when I go down to bed. Amen. And uh, that doesn't mean I won't go through trouble again, because we're going to get to these next two verses in just a second. But I know that I don't have to be afraid. Right. Um, just today, um, one of my boys, he wanted to go down to get something in our house in the downstairs, but he didn't want to go down there. And I said, buddy, you can, <laughs> you, you, you can tell me, you can be real honest. He just, and he said, well, when I go into this room, I just feel like somebody's looking at me. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, I, I understand that buddy. Cause you know, downstairs when you're all alone, you know, I, I get that. And then I said, but I, but I'm telling you, God is in our house cause he's living in each of us. And I can, I mean, I'm even pretty sure that there's angels here protecting us. I have too. And I, and I said, and you know, I've told you this before, but there really isn't anything to be scared about, but I know that probably doesn't help you a lot. Um, and you know what it's, and, and you know, I think about this, this afraid and fear and, and my son just doesn't understand quite yet that when he's mm-hmm. alone, he's not really alone. Yeah. Because when he's downstairs, he does get a little afraid. And I get it. When I was a kid, I was afraid too. But because of wisdom that I know I'm not alone, I don't need to be afraid of that anymore. Right. How cool. All right. Verse 25 and 26. Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. Notice it doesn't say if it comes, (laughs) it says when it's coming. Yeah. Uh Verse 26 for the Lord will be your confidence. Oh, we just talked about that this morning. There there you go. I don't think we'll use this first, but that's a good one. That's an excellent one. Boy. And and didn't, and Curtis, I just asked you, what'd you guys talk about this morning? I haven't listened to it yet. (laughs) There it is. And we'll keep your foot from being caught. So when trouble from the wicked comes, and it's here, and it's going to keep coming in our world, no matter where you live. You know, I mean, we're in America, and but there's trouble everywhere. Don't be afraid. Why? For the Lord is our confidence. Yes. Amen. Mm-hmm. And we can rest in that. Verse 27. Let's keep moving on. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in the power of your hand to do so. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come back and tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I always do. I always think about this in terms of money. 
that, mm-hmm. you know, if I have enough money in my wallet to you know pay somebody back or whatever, do it right then, pay them right then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, don't withhold good from whom it is due. And then notice it relates it to your neighbor who's right next to you. Let's keep talking about your neighbor. Verse 29, it says, do not devise evil against your neighbor for he dwells by you for safety's sake. Why do you have neighbors? Well, they protect you. Um, I have talked to my neighbors and they're, they're all, I, I say this, they're all in grandparent age. So that's anywhere from, you know, in, in your forties or so on up is, you know, grandparent age. And so they're a little older, but, you know, I can tell you that uh, we are good enough friends that we are safe together, mm-hmm. you know, and we wave and pastor Dick, I've talked, I've heard you talk about your neighbors a lot yeah. um, and how you are a safety to them. Yeah, because <laughs> you yeah. could come. They could come to you, and then verse thirty: Do not strive with a man, with a man without cause if he has done you no harm. Don't pick on somebody if they haven't done anything to you. Right. Don't don't be a little a rotten little guy or gal. <laughs> don't don't do that. If he's haven't mm-hmm. done you anything, don't strive with a man without cause if he has done you no harm. All right, verse thirty-one: Do not envy the oppressor. And choose none of his ways. For the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord, and but up his secret counsel is with the upright. Now, uh, we, I know uh, Pastor JB has talked about this in certain sessions. Uh, Curtis, I know you brought it up, and Pastor, you've talked about this. This verse right here always reminds me of socialism. And, yeah. he, and, and here's how I'm going to put that in, because socialism, allegedly, is all about equal equality, right? Yeah. Well, the immediate problem with that is somebody has to decide what's equal. That's right. And if you ever really go to socialist countries, when you go to certain areas, you will find that there are certain people that are very, very rich and everybody else is not very, very rich. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, Now, how does that happen? Because if we really could have everything equal, How does it happen that in the socialist situation, we allow some people to be very, very rich and powerful and other people to not? Well, I think it's this verse 31. I think it's right here. Do not envy the oppressor and choose none of his ways. That's right. Well, because if in the socialism model, if you are get offered some kind of higher standing by the person who already has the higher standing, what are you going to do? Would you rather live like everybody else that has nothing or would you have more like the oppressor? Mm -hmm. What are most people probably going to choose? They're going to choose the oppressor's way probably because they'll be, have a higher standing. Yep. And that's this, that is how socialism survives is because essentially it's a bribe to allow you to not live like everybody else who has nothing. That's that's true. And then that, and that's why I think of this verse, do not envy the oppressors and choose none of his ways. Mm -hmm. Do not be like him. And I, you know, I related that to a governmental situation, but you can relate it to anything. If somebody is oppressing, don't join in with him. Don't do what he's very appropriate to, to, uh, to refer to that right now. It's it's a great example, Lucas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, but notice this, the end of verse 32, but his secret counsel is with the upright. Well, why is it called secret here? Well, because I think it's hard to not envy the oppressor. Yeah. Because the oppressor, <laughs> by definition, is able to oppress you because he has more. Yeah, he's and, eating fresh grapes and you're opening a can of Spam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if so why... And so why is it secret here? Well, because I think most people aren't going to understand that knowledge. It's not secret if you read the Bible, <laughs> but it is secret if you don't have that background. Mm-hmm. All right. And then verse 33, moving on. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked. Now, uh, Pastor and Curtis, I think I've, you've brought up the, the Lord is angry with the wicked every day. That's right. Um, every day. I, I forget the address to that uh, in the Bible. So, is, yeah, it's a psalm. I can't remember what it is, though. But here, the curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the just. Do you realize just by being just, your house is blessed? Amen. Now, 
when you don't act with wisdom, well, there's some natural consequences that go along with it, but God wants to bless you. Yeah. So, so go get wisdom. Verse 34, surely he scorns the scornful, but gives grace to the humble. <laughs> that, that word scornful, um, th- that's very interesting. What it literally means is to make mouths at. So if you can imagine now this would, again, what happens in America is if somebody says something to you that you don't like and they turn your, their back, so they're not looking at you and you would start moving your mouth to make fun of them and imitate what they were saying in a very not nice matter. That's what this is getting across. Really. He scorns the scornful. He scorn God scorns the people that make fun of people behind their back. Now, that's kind of a modern interpretation of what to make mouths mouths at is doesn't necessarily have to be behind your back, but that's what he's saying here. But he gives grace to the humble. There's that grace again. 35, the wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the legacy of fools. And we know that if somebody's very foolish and then they, you know, leave whatever situation or they leave your life, you don't hear from them. What's their legacy, their foolishness, their shame. Mm -hmm. But when you are wise, people look on you with a positive light and that's pretty neat. And God, and God gives you that. Mm -hmm. All right. That completes chapter three. Now we'll keep moving on. And, and as you're listening to this uh, listeners, it's a little even kind of confusing for me because we hit on so many topics and then I move on that I just move on because my goal is to have you just keep going and reading this very, very often. Um, You know, I don't want you listening to this podcast. I want you, I'd rather you listen to the Bible. (laughs) That's right. All righty. So not that I not, okay. Now Curtis, careful. I, you know, I, I say that, but I still want people to listen. Okay. I guess. No, no, we understand what you're saying. Yeah. And we agree. Yeah. And, you know, I guess I can say that honestly, because, you know, you're not paying me anything. So, <laughs> no, and we're not we're not making a, a you know, we're not no. making a killing on this. Thing anyway. No, it's not the intention. No, not only, not only that, we're not making anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've and listeners, we've talked about having a pizza party. Because that's about all we can afford with what we've uh, made. Really? That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> we can maybe get a pizza or two. That's it. Uh-huh. All right, chapter four, moving on. Hear my children, the instruction of a father. So this section of chapter four goes all the way into chapter five. Um, but it's, it's, this is very direct, talking from a father to his children. Now, sometimes it's more specific to a son. Um, but again, because of this, hear my children, it applies to the daughters too. Yeah. Hear my children, the instruction of a father and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, let's wait a minute. Who's the author of this book? (laughs) Solomon. Who's his father? David. David. Let's stop and talk about David a little bit. (laughs) Turn to 1 Samuel chapter 18. David is an amazing person in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, I encourage you to learn his story very well. Um, Not only do we have a lot of his story, but we have a ton of his Psalms that he wrote. Um, In chapter 18, you know, this is a very famous story, or or, sorry, excuse me, chapter 17. That's the very famous story of David and Goliath. Um, And then in chapter 18, that's when we start the aftermath of that, where Saul really starts to go crazy. Uh, But in chapter 18, verse 5, it says this. So David went out wherever Saul sent him and behaved wisely. Oh, go down to verse 14. And David behaved wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. Verse 15, therefore, when Saul saw that he behaved very wisely, he was afraid of him. Mm-hmm. Drop down to verse 30. Then the princes of the Philistine went out to war. And so it was whenever they went out that David behaved more wisely 
and all the servants of Saul, so that his name became highly esteemed. Didn't we just read something earlier about being highly esteemed when you have wisdom? We, we did, yeah. And so in this chapter, four times David is said to be wise. David was a wise man. Now, it is true, it is true that Solomon was the wisest man, other than Jesus, who lived. But David sure was a wise guy. Um, now, and, and to, I think, just, just I'm going to give a very, very brief history of what David went through. Uh, Saul was throwing spears at him. Yeah. Uh, he had many, many battles with the Philistines. Yeah. Uh, he had Jonathan. Him and Jonathan were good friends, and they had secret meetings and secret messages that they passed to each other to keep David safe from Saul. Mm-hmm. David was moving around constantly and constantly hiding, and then he had his 600 men that he was constantly moving about. And we know that eventually, maybe not right away, but eventually all their families came with him. Yeah. So it was 600 men, but a whole lot more people. And he also even had the treaty with the Philistines where he lived with them for a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. David had a really rough life. So no wonder that he would be so wise to tell Solomon what we're about to read. David was a very wise guy. And, you know, it gives you a little pause to study what David is. Okay, let's turn back to Proverbs chapter 4. And we left off where it said, he also taught me and said to me. So these are words that Solomon remembers David teaching him. Oh, before I read that, it also says tender and the only one in sight of my mother. Who was Solomon's mother? Bathsheba. And we know in chapter 31, Bathsheba taught Solomon a few things. That's exactly right. So we know that Bathsheba, she was a wise gal too. Yep. So Solomon had some pretty wise parents. Okay, chapter four, verse four. He also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words, keep my commands and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace and crown of glory she will deliver to you. Let's go back and listen. Okay, verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. That word principal there, it literally means first. Wisdom is the first thing. Well, why is wisdom the first thing? Well, because the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord is going to be, or sorry, excuse me, I said that backwards. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And wisdom is what created the earth and the universe. And wisdom is what God gives us. So wisdom is the absolute most important thing you can possibly get. Right. By the way, it's better than anything you could desire. Read that earlier. Now, There are six she-wills right here. So, Pastor Dick, you've ruined me when I see a phrase repeated like that. Now I study. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, these are not the only things wisdom will do to you, but these are like bang, bang, bang. She will do this. So notice here and starts in verse six. She will preserve you. She will keep you. She will promote you. She will bring you honor. She will place on your head an ornament of grace and a crown of glory. She will deliver to you. So those are six things right away that wisdom will do to you. I don't know, but that's a pretty good list. I want that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I want to get wisdom. Excuse me. All right. Move on to verse 10. Hear my son and receive my sayings and the years of your life will be many. There's that idea of a longer life when you're wise again. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. Verse 12, when you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. Verse 13, take firm hold of instruction. Do not let her go. Keep her for she is her life. Do we really think that instruction is our life? Do we read our Bible and do we really pay attention to God as if it's our life, our sustenance, our way of living? I hope so. And, uh, you know, I say that because I'm the one talking and I can question, but 
I don't know about you. I stumble and I fall and I don't always commit like that, like I should. And we all do. And we all do. That's right. So I say that because I don't act like I'm perfect because I'm not. But man, I do want what I do want, what wisdom has to offer. All right. Verse 14, two of my favorite verses in all of Proverbs. Do not enter the path of wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. Mm-hmm. And so I love verse 15 because I can quote that so fast. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. That's how we're supposed to treat the path of the wicked or the way of the evil. Do not have anything to do with them. Avoid them. Don't travel with them. Turn away from it. Verse 16, for they do not sleep unless they have done evil. And their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Now, this, this verse here, it kind of makes me pause. We talked about socialism a second ago. Um, and I'm kind of going to bring this into a larger context like that. They do not sleep unless they have done evil and their sleep is taken away for unless they make someone fall for they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The wicked want to hurt us and the wicked want to make us fall. And in fact, they don't sleep very well unless they make someone fall. Yeah. So when we are listening to the news or whoever it be that might be talking let's think about what they're really saying because the wicked also love to lie. Yeah. And when those lies are hurting people, let's just realize that who the wicked are. Now people aren't wicked all the time, nor are they good all the time. Um, that would make things simpler, but that's not how God created us. But when they're, what they're, when they're doing wicked things, stay away from them. Verse 18, but The path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. That word shining sun is light. Now, if you think about a path, if you're walking along a path, which is easier to not stumble, walking in the light or walking in no light? Yep. Walking in light. So we want to walk where there is light. When you can't see the way forward, when it's darkness, Usually that means don't go there. Now, sometimes it'll happen like this where God won't tell you exactly where to go or what path to take, but you can rest in saying, God, I'm praying, God, it looks like this is the right path. I'm not getting a clear answer. I'm going to take this path and tell me whether it's the right one or not. That is perfectly acceptable. And the reason, and that is still light as opposed to darkness. And this got me thinking, Pastor and Curtis, this end of this verse, that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. What perfect day was Solomon thinking about? Well, brother. What do you think? Well, the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm guessing. I would, I would think so. I think that's the, pre- the perfect day he's thinking into. And if that's the perfect day, the path of the just shines brighter unto that perfect day. Right. You know, the, the example is, you know, that is as the darkness gets deeper, the light shines brighter in that darkness. And that could be a good way to think about it. Verse 19, the way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. So the wicked, the wicked's, the way they walk is so dark that they don't even know why they're stumbling. They don't even know why bad things are happening to them uh, because they don't have the wisdom to know that they're doing even the wrong thing. Yeah. Verse, verse 20, my son, give attention to my words and incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. Mm-hmm. Now this verse, I had a, situ- a number of years ago, I had a situation and, uh, and I had a person say to me, he didn't use this verse, but he did have say to me, he said, you know, what's really the problem in, you know, the situation I explained anything. things. So he said, okay, so the problem starts with you. And I thought, oh yeah, I guess it does. 
And then I read this verse and it says, for out of it, your heart spring the issues of life. Every time you have a problem, mm-hmm. the problem starts with you. Now, I explain it like this. If the problem happens, you might even be correct in how your heart feels about it. But it still begins with you and your heart either yeah. way. And so just this verse is so actually it's such an inward, you know, soul seeking. Maybe you want to say verse, keep your heart with all diligence because of out of it spring the issues of life. That word diligence means guard. So God is saying literally here, keep your heart with all guard for out of it spring the issues of life. Guard your heart. Know why things are bothering you. Guard it. And then you'll be able to deal with those much better. Those issues of life. Verse 24, put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Talk correctly. <laughs> One of the, uh, I, th- I think personally, the, the most often subject that uh, Solomon talks about is talking. And I think there's a good reason for that because James even says, uh, let's see, where is it? Gosh, where is it? He says, even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest the little fire kindles. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, that would be talking. He is a perfect man, also able to bridle the whole body. So according to James, if you can control your tongue, you're perfect. Yep. And I think... I think you can make an argument that the reason J- James says that is because our words are was are what we sin with the most. That's right, uh, Lucas. Just I'm just going to give one quick sentence. My, I can't tell you how many times my mother used this expression when she was admonishing me. You watch your mouth, young man. <laughs> and that's a great admonition. That sure is. Mm-hmm. So be careful how you talk. And boy, do I need to be careful as much as anybody else. Verse 25, let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Um, I always think when I read these verses and verses like it, I typically think of advertising. Uh, What is the goal of advertising? It's to make you think. To sell you something. Yep. It's to make you think what you have is not good enough. Mm-hmm. so that you will buy sell they can sell you <laughs> whatever yeah, yeah. they're trying to sell you sure, sure but if you keep this verse in mind let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you you won't be looking at what you don't have right you'll be looking at what you do have and being contented yeah. uh, is it paul and thessalonians that says um godliness mm-hmm. with contentment is great gain yeah mm-hmm. is that where it is um don't be looking at things you don't have. Look at what you do have. Yeah. Um, verse 26, ponder the path of your feet and let your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Um, ponder the path of your feet. Now, if I say, you know, I have a sin that I like to point out about myself, which I don't, but uh, I stew about the path I'm taking. And generally, it ends up with me thinking I'm right about everything. <laughs> and, um, and so I'm, I'm not wrong in the sense when I say, when, when it says, ponder the path of your feet. Um, you should think about why you're doing something. Mm-hmm. But, notice oh, yeah. it's, but notice it says this. It says, let all your ways be established. Notice it doesn't say something like, force all your ways to be established. Or, make all your ways established. It doesn't say that. It says, let them be. Well, why would it say that? Well, because God's the one who's going to establish your path. Uh-huh. If you're, if you're, if you go hearken back to verse five, mm-hmm. then you're letting all of your ways be established by God. Yeah. Exactly. So you should think, why am I doing what I'm doing? Or God, why do you have me doing that? There's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's pondering it. Yeah. But don't ever cross that line to going, oh, I know I'm going to do this and I'm going to force this thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Don't get there. Let your ways be established. And then again, uh, verse 27, do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Keep on that path. 
That's why you should let your eyes look straight on. That's right. It's a lot easier to keep on the path if you're looking at it than if you're not That's looking it. at it. Uh, driving is a great example. If you're driving and you're looking out your window, some people lean their wheel toward what they're looking at. Others people uh -huh. lean it away. But either way, you're going to lean one way or the other. Yeah. Whereas if you're looking straight ahead, you're going to be on the right path. That's right. So um, I think we will stop there because it's been about an hour. Um, those are two. Yeah, we're, we're pretty close to an hour. Yeah. yeah we're yeah. pretty close. You can remove that from my check, Curtis, if you want. Um, <laughs> no, I would never. Extra minutes. I'm not knocking you anything, buddy. I want to keep you on the. I want to keep you on the payroll. Yeah. You yeah. Better believe it. So I, I love these two chapters. Um, they are so good to keep in mind, um, you know, and I need to hear it just as much as anybody else. Yeah. So we'll stop there and we'll continue with Pro Proverbs chapter five next week. That sounds like a plan, Lucas. Well, we're, uh, I'm eagerly awaiting it because uh, I love the book of Proverbs. Years ago, I had uh, a preacher tell me that, uh, that a young man ought to read one chapter of the Proverbs for yep. every day of every day. And uh, I, I did that. I, you remember the bi little Bible I gave you? Mm -hmm. Okay. If you look at the Proverbs, there's quite a few notes in margins, aren't there? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> that, when I went, when I, I took my wife shopping, and I didn't want to go into the you know, dressing room with her, of course, mm -hmm. I found a seat to sit in and I read my Bible. And it was almost always the book of Proverbs. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, uh, a wise man once told me that what wisdom really was, was not knowledge. It was the correct application of knowledge. Yeah, it's to, it's to live life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Pastor JB says like this, if uh, listeners, um, if you get on pastor jb's website notbyworks.org um he has in his archives are things about bible study and how to study the bible yeah and and one of the things i loved about how he explained it is he the last step of bible study is always application yeah yeah and the, the way pastor jb says it is if your bible study doesn't change your life you're not done yeah and uh, and Proverbs is one of those things that, uh, That's right. you know, it's, it's right. got to it's got to apply to your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, my friend, you have nailed it again. And we mm -hmm. uh, we're thankful to have you on our podcast. Amen. Be sure. Yeah. Yeah. We we brag on you a little bit. You know, uh, a little well, bit. I, I appreciate being the pinch hitter, you know. <laughs> you're not a you're not a bitch hitter. You're the cleanup. You're, you're the cleanup. Right? Clean buddy. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, and you do a great job. I want to encourage you, and you keep doing it. And if you and if if you don't want to do it anymore, I'm going to come over to your house and and well, never mind. Break my, <laughs> break my kneecaps is usually what you throw. Break me the kneecaps. Yeah. That's exactly what we're after. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I hope that people understand that that uh, you and Curtis and I and JB love one another amen and we yep. love what we're doing here on this podcast <laughs> amen. and amen. we're so glad that we have this team together everybody on our team has a little different style of teaching but we all teach under the banner of what says the scripture mm -hmm. yep we sure do and that's a great reminder of our website yep go there and lucas uh lucas uh, was working hard on the website the other day and Finally got us a, um, a contact uh, button that you can go to our website and contact us directly. Now, do they have to, do they have a, to uh, put in an email? They, yeah, the, the way the form is set up, I do have, a, well, actually, because of how I had to do it, it's required that you have to put a name and an email. Yeah. And okay. really, and really, we do want you to put your email because that way we can get a hold of you. You know, we don't sell it or advertise it or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, right. Of course, you can always put a bogus email if you don't, you know, of course, you can always do that. Um, but, you know, we do want to hear from you and, and we'll yeah, respond. We yeah, we do. We want to know. Compliment us, criticize us. Uh, tell us if you got saved as, as a result of the podcast. 
and we'll just turn cartwheels. Well, I'm 81. Uh, I'll pretend to turn a cartwheel. You'll ma imagine you're doing cartwheels. While you're doing that, I'll be on the phone with your chiropractor. <laughs> okay. Well, well, and speaking of anybody saying that they got saved, um, I don't think we've given an invitation, uh, Curtis or Pastor, if one of you guys want to. We've given an invitation this morning, and, we're, and let's do it right now. Listen, uh, if you want real wisdom, uh, you need to be a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That would be the wisest thing you could do in your life. Absolutely. Because if you are not a believer, your eternity will be in hell. If you are a believer, your eternity will be in heaven. There's no two ways. Well, here's what to believe. Believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins, was buried, and was raised again from the dead. That's the gospel in its purest uh, form. Believe that, and you can be saved. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. Lucas, thank you once again for uh, a very insightful and instructive hour. Um, we, we greatly value you being a member of our team. So thank you for being with us again. And for all of our listeners, we hope you've been blessed by what you've heard tonight. And, um, and we hope and pray that you've already decided, uh, to be with us again, Tuesday morning, uh, when we're talking with and listening to Dr. J.B. Hickson, uh, don't know what the subject matter will be yet. We haven't discussed it. Uh, but I'm sure the spirit is already leading him in, in some way or another, and he's got something in mind. He'll let me know probably tomorrow. Okay. So be with us Tuesday morning when, when, when J.B. Hickson is on board, and then again Saturday morning uh, with, with Pastor Dick. Um, we, we hope that until we're with you again, that the Lord keeps you safe and blesses you, and, uh, and we pray that, uh, that you will as a result of hearing what you've heard tonight, uh, we hope that you will pursue wisdom. And grow in grace in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the way to do it. Yes, sir. All right. And until Tuesday morning, this is the Christian Underground News Network signing off. God bless. 